From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. This is part six in our series, Let's Talk About Sex. This this week, we're dealing with what happens when health gets in the way. An anonymous quote to start today's show that says, when I is replaced with we, even illness becomes wellness. And there's a big shift that happens when the two of you face that together as a mm-hmm. we. And we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from a couple who's, whose lives are being transformed, who are taking action and seeing change happen in their marriage. And this hug comes from an Instagram message we received that says, I have been listening to your podcast for about two weeks now, and I love it. Mm. My wife and I are in our 20s and have been married for four years. We had our son four months after being married, so we didn't have a ton of alone time once a married couple and our sex life kind of took a hit. Yeah, I had started to tell my wife about the podcast and last night I came home from work. I work second shift and I walk into the bedroom to my wife in the most amazing lingerie ever just waiting for me on the bed. You two have really put a spark back into our sex life. I love it. I would like to say that we were just the catalyst. You all have really put the spark back into your sex life and that's awesome. We're so proud of you. As Tony said, this is part six, and it's actually the final show in the series, Let's Talk About Sex. And throughout this series, we've explored the importance of talking about sex in so many different contexts and and have stressed each and every week, and we'll continue to do so this week, that talking about sex Mm -hmm. is not a one and done conversation. Nope. You, you don't talk about it like on, you know, on your wedding night, and then you don't have to talk about it for the next, you know, 60 years. Sorry. That's just not the way it works. Your sexual intimacy is a vital component of your marriage and it will ebb and flow and change and, and how you deal with it. That changes over time. That's why we've, we've talked about, you know, the conversations that you have in your newlywed season, how you handle the conversations around sex with friends and family after you have kids talking to your kids Mm -hmm. and you know, all of those different things. And I will tell you, if you have kids, you're going to have multiple conversations around sex. That right there is going to give you multiple conversations. We had one just this week. Yes, we did. Yes, yes, we did. It's a never-ending thing when you have children, especially when they become teenagers. But today we're talking about you know when health gets in the way. Mm-hmm. And when health gets in the way, that can actually refer to a lot of different things. It can be, you know, a, a unexpected surgery. It can be a long-term chronic illness. It can be, you know, anything from a headache to, you know, just an accident that you didn't, you couldn't have foreseen ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes just with age, our bodies don't work the way that we want them to. And that that's just the reality. And all of this impacts marriage and impacts, you know, a lot of those illnesses, diseases, chronic conditions, they impact your sex life. And it doesn't just impact the person who's dealing with it right? The one who is sick, it impacts both of you and Mm -hmm. it impacts your marriage dynamic. And we know, we know that the one family has been through a lot. And one of the things that is so, um, that, that we hold so dear is the level of transparency that you all bring to what we do and, and to what we're able to share here on the show. And we know that you've dealt with, with things, you know, in the mental health world of anxiety and depression and bipolar disorder. We know that, that there are all different kinds of cancers 
that you've had to deal with, that there have been complications in pregnancy and childbirth and in even trying to get pregnant miscarriages and infertility, mm. that there have been all kinds of surgeries. You know, there's chronic pain, there's epilepsy, there's endometriosis, there are family health issues. Like sometimes the health issues that with the health that's getting in the way is not what's happening in either husband or wife. Oh yeah. But it's the health of your parents or the health of your children and that's getting in the way. Mm. There have been heart issues. There have been so many different things. And I share that first and foremost at the top of the show, one to let you know that you're not the only ones dealing with this. That, that this is ha- like we're a family just like you've got your family right there. Right. And family deals with a lot of stuff. And we understand that and, we, and we've dealt with stuff ourselves. And and I do want to say at the, at, just at the top of this show that what we've dealt with in our own marriage, we have not dealt with chronic illness. No. We've had a lot of things happen over the years, um, starting with, you know, within our first year of marriage. But the, chron- the chronic, the long-term illness, the only experience that Tony and I have is when Tony's dad um, received a lung cancer diagnosis, gosh, it's probably four years ago now. Five. Five years ago. And, you know, so that's been yeah. our experience. And so, so what we're sharing is some of our experience. We also went to the Summit Partners mm-hmm. we, we, in the Position of the Month Club, the Summit Partners, when we told them we were doing this show, uh, a number of them stepped up and said, hey, we want to share our stories and we want to share what we've walked through. And so it's going to be an aggregate of that because the wisdom that they brought to really round out this show um, is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, and in, in our marriage, just some of the things that we faced and we've shared it on the show before, um, we've had elective surgeries, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, we talked about it a few weeks ago. The fact that I did have a tubal ligation, that was an elective surgery and, and the recovery from that. I do have breast implants. So elective plastic surgery. Um, we've dealt with many, many bouts of the flu in our marriage. From us to kids, oh viral gosh. migraine, myself, yes. when we did our first ever sex challenge, the 60 day sex challenge, um, injuries, I would think are more in the terms of like cycling, mm-hmm. exercise related injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in all honesty in praise God, neither Elisa nor I have ever broken a bone as a married couple. We've mm-hmm. never, neither Elisa or I, uh, our daughter has, mm-hmm. but we haven't. And it was so interesting because when we were in Henderson, North Carolina, uh, this past year for the one marriage conference, some dear friends now, and part of our summit partners, um, she had a cast, mm-hmm. a boot on and, you know, just talking to them like, wow, what's that been like? in her, her sharing and, and just even being at the VIP dinner and she didn't have it on. She was, she had gotten permission to take it off. Take for it the off. VIP dinner. That yes. was so awesome. And, and, and so just because we don't know what it's like to be in a marriage where maybe chronic illness mm-hmm. is part of what you're dealing with. We are truly blessed and honored by each and every one of you because you guys make the show happen mm-hmm. and it needs to be talked about. And yet sometimes it just can't, it can't come from our own experience because we haven't been there, but we want to make sure that we cover it because those of you who are dealing with it need to know how others are handling this in their marriage. Mm -hmm. And the impact on the sexual intimacy can really come about from a number of different different directions, right? Sometimes it's just the physical separation, right? You may, somebody may be in a hospital, mm-hmm. right? And so physically you're not in the same space or maybe because of comfort or, you know, discomfort, I guess, you know, somebody sleeping on the couch or in another part of the house so that you don't stay up and, and things like that. So you've just got this physical separation that's going to impact. Oh, and I do want to say we walked with 
some dear friends of ours, he was diagnosed with cancer. Yes. And, and he's in remission. And healed. we it's healed gone. in Jesus' name. I mean, uh, the size of like a grapefruit above his heart. And that was another tough time too because they were newlyweds mm -hmm. and walking through that with them at times being in the hospital with them and, and seeing that. And as Elisa brought up just the hospital on the couch and how they were making that happen and being close to each other as best they can under his conditions. Absolutely. You know, some of you are physically unable to have sex, right? Because the doctors have said you have to abstain because your body is not responding, mm -hmm. you know, in whatever, because you don't have the energy, like physically you can't get into that place or maybe the side effects of your medications. Like one of the things that I think often gets overlooked when people are taking many, many different types of medications is that it impacts your libido. It impacts, you know, your ability to perform. It impacts all of those things. And it sometimes gets overlooked when they're telling you about the side effects. But that is a reason why you may be physically unable to have sex. There may be fear or worry you know, will this hurt me? Will it hurt my spouse? What if I can't respond? And so like these thoughts start to come for those of you that have dealt with miscarriage. And this is our story as well. Th there may be a fear of what about if I do get pregnant, will this, will, will this one sexual encounter result in heartbreak mm -hmm. down the road? I remember that that is a very real thing. I remember that. And so you have this fear, this worry that actually, you know, mentally prevents you from being able to have sex. Mm -hmm. Because it's all the what ifs that are playing in your head. There can be guilt. And, and this happens on both sides of the marriage bed. Guilt that you can't have sex. Guilt that your body's not responding. Or if you're the healthy one that's not sick, guilt that you want to have sex. Mm -hmm. Like my spouse is dealing with this and I want to have sex. Like what's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you. Let me tell you something. That's normal, right? The, the desire to be with your spouse, that is normal. And when you're dealing with diagnosis or chronic illness or, or just, you know, being in a place of surgeries and recovery and things like that, there may be emotional disconnect because somebody's dealing with their pain. So they don't have extra always to give. And so they, they can become very internally focused. Mm -hmm. or, or if you've been through surgeries um, or accidents where your body has changed, right? Breast cancer is the one that comes to mind, right? If you've had to have a mastectomy and your, your breasts look different, ladies, right? The self-consciousness that comes with that. If you've had, you know, traumatic accidents where, you know, there's scarring and there's different things and you're like, I don't look the same mm -hmm. and, and not feeling, not feeling worthy or desirable of the attention that you're getting from your spouse and, and all of these things, you know, and you may have some of them, you may have all of them. I can tell you, we have dealt with many of these. And I even just having a conversation with a woman and her husband, got hurt on at work mm. and to the point where he couldn't go back to work because wow. of the extent of the accident and where that has put him because a healthy man prior to this accident and, and just hearing from her and talking to her, you know, we didn't go into details like super, super details, but I'm just thinking of that, you know, that, that, that place of man, am, am I even the person that I was before this happened? And not just physically, but, you know, mentally, you know, can you, can you withstain and, and, and that, that pressure you're feeling and maybe the one who went through the accident, but the spouse too, who's like, you are, you're still all that mm -hmm. and more. Mm -hmm. It's, 
it's why we do these shows. You know, when I read through the list, when I was reading through all the responses of what the one family has dealt with, I will tell you there were tears in my eyes. Mm -hmm. Um, this is a very emotional show because I know that illness impacts virtually everyone. Right. And, and how you deal with it. And, and there are a lot of marriages and I, I didn't actually think to look this up until I was just speaking this right now. There are a lot of marriages that struggle because of illness, because of the toll that it takes, because it is hard. It is hard when you can't relate the way that you were able to relate before. But here's the thing. It's why we get behind these microphones, because we want to come alongside you and equip you so that this is this is a season. And even if it's a really stinking long season, and I get it, some of these seasons are ridiculous. I mean, we've got people in the one family that have been dealing with stuff for decades, mm. decades, like multiple tens of years. And they're still creating extraordinary marriages. And I share that with you because th th no matter what you're facing, it's not a hopeless situation. You can take one strategy from today and we're going to, we're going to share a number of them uh, after we, you know, recognize this week's sponsor, but you can take, you can take action to create a shift where you are today doesn't have to be where you'll be tomorrow in your marriage. And so we do want to share this week's sponsor and that is the one marriage conference. And, you know, it really does kind of play into this show. The fact that, that one is all about family, mm -hmm. right? It's about community and, and it doesn't matter if, you know, we're sharing the daily quotes on Instagram or if we're, you know, you guys are forwarding the podcast to your friends, or if you're just saying, Hey, I know you're going through a hard time and I'm going to walk alongside of this with you you know, it, it, family matters. And one of the things that all great families do is that they spend time together. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happens at the one marriage conferences. We're going to bring you the best of what we do, the strategies, the tips and practical application all wrapped up with fun and laughter. And you better believe a whole bunch of hugs. Cause that's what Tony and I do when we get around you guys and you're going to walk away with the tools to make your marriage even more extraordinary. So join us February, 2020 in San Diego and March, 2020 in Henderson, North Carolina. The 2020 theme is dream again. And we have some very fun things planned for these conferences. And I just want to say, if you've been dealing with illness, you might just need to start dreaming again, mm -hmm. right? Yes. This could be, this could be the catalyst for creating a huge shift in 2020. So be in the know of all things live and in person. Go to oneliveevents.com. Don't miss out on spending time with the family. Go to oneliveevents.com. And, you know, as we're dealing with this, it's one of the questions that I asked, because as we were thinking about this show is I asked the question, what do you want your spouse to know? Right. What is what maybe, maybe you've said it and they haven't been able to hear it. So maybe, maybe you'll just play this part of the show for them and say, yeah, that's what I've been trying to tell you. And, and maybe it'll sound different when Tony and Lisa say it. Yeah. Cause we all know that happens sometimes with our spouses, right? If they hear it from somebody else, it, it sounds different and they can receive it. But here are a few of the comments that came from that question. I see that you're trying and, and that's, you know, in the sexual intimacy and the emotional intimacy, I see that you're trying. What you're dealing with doesn't define you or us. And that's important because just like you or Tony, we're talking about that guy that's like, who am I now? Mm -hmm. You know, what you're dealing with, just because a doctor has put a label on your medical file, just because somebody has said, oh, you have X, Y, Z. Th that doesn't have to define who you are. Another a couple of people said, thank you for being flexible with what we can do sexually right? Because maybe it doesn't look like it used to look, but we can still do something. 
one, uh, some of the spouses that are dealing with illness themselves said, I'm not that fragile. Wow. Just mm-hmm. letting their spouse know that, Hey, you can still hold me. You can still hug me. You can still make love to me. I'm not going to fall apart. I love that. Uh, on both sides. Um, I'm not going anywhere. I think that's a big one. I think that's a big one. But letting your spouse know that, um, you're there for them mm-hmm. even through this time, because the, I, I think one of the biggest areas folks feel like it's going to, something's going to happen is their spouse is going to walk away. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just too hard. Yeah. It's too hard. I, I don't want to deal with you anymore. Um, and so fear just really starts to wreck them. And so one, one thing though, too, is making sure, like Elisa said, being in community, mm-hmm. you know, make sure you're, you know, make sure you're with other guys, guys, if your wife, you know, is going through something, make sure you're part of a men's group, man, get in there, get, get with some guys. Hey, it, it might be somewhere where it's only three, four of you. It, it might be a bigger group, whatever it is, get into it because you need to have those guys around to lift you up. Mm-hmm. I was part of an amazing men's group on Mondays. I haven't been for quite some time. Um, I'm still on the, uh, the group me chain though. And, and I just hear from them and, and what a blessing it is to know that these guys are still being ministered to, mm. you know, and, and if, if you're a man right now who like, man, that would be awesome. Maybe you need to just take the step. You know, the way I got invited to that was Rocky, the amazing man that he is who started it. He just had a book and he's like, Hey, I'm getting six guys together. Tony, I, I mean, I like who you are. You want to be part of it with us? I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so I was in that for a good year or so mm-hmm. and, and the group grow and times change, but you may be the, the guy who could be a blessing to, to others. Absolutely. And you know, some of the other comments that came that said, I still want you, I still need you. Even if it's not sex, even if my body won't respond, right? It's still there just because this, this physical body can't respond. The head mm-hmm. <laughs> is still like, yeah, I want you. Like, how do we figure this out? It'd be interesting. Yeah. It, I, I, weird, weird, weird moment there. But just even thinking about my mom and dad and, and how did they, they, they go through that period. Um, I, I don't know all the details folks. I, I have not asked my mother. I do know though, there, there came a point where, um, dad had to sleep on the couch every mm-hmm. night. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I wonder what it was like though when he went through radiation and chemo, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know they were affectionate with kisses, right? Uh, you, you'd always see him kiss, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he'd always have a smile on his face mm-hmm. with her and he'd, he'd hold her hand, yeah, you know, but uh, I don't, I don't know what it was like sexually. I, I don't <laughs> know if it's a question I really want to ask my mom. Well, and I know a lot of times when folks are going through cancer, specifically men going through cancer, um, the neuropathy, like the penis doesn't feel or respond. True. Yeah. Right. Be- because of, because of chemo. Because of, because of all the medications. And the, the last two that I wanted to share in terms of comments from spouses before we get into some of the action is um, your spouse wants you to know that you're amazing. Mm. They want you to know that. And, and that goes on both sides. And that they want to remind you that you're still a t- part of a team. Again, yeah. on both sides. So, you know, as we were talking th- and thinking through, like, you, you know that at the end of every show, we leave you with action and we leave you with those thoughts to think. And um, it was really interesting because we did share in 
the Facebook group for the summit partners, of the position, of the month club, we did say, Hey, we're doing this show on, on health and sex. And, um, one of our members who has, she's one of the decades long mm-hmm. dealing with illness. Um, she sent us this message and she says, you need to share this with the one family. And, um, I get emotional because this is a couple that has literally transformed their marriage in probably what, eight to 10 months. Yeah. Eight to 10 months. And they are incredible. But as we've watched them go through this and just all of her health issues and whatnot, and to see where they are now and what they've been through, guys, these words, it, it doesn't matter if you're dealing with something that's, that's going to be like a couple of weeks or it's going to be something that's going to be years and years. These are her words. I've, I've you know made them a little bit of us. But first of all, she said, focus on all the intimacies. Yeah. And they do an amazing job. Oh my gosh. So we talk about the intimacy lifestyle from a sexual intimacy standpoint because of where they are and the, like Elisa said, the decade long of chronic illness, they look at all the intimacies and they set up an intimacy lifestyle for every single one. So sexual intimacy, uh, recreational intimacy, emotional intimacy, spiritual intimacy, financial intimacy. And that's, and when she says focus on all the intimacies, they do that. And it is truly amazing to see. Because they focus on what they can do and not what mm. they can't. Right. And I think that's the big part of it. Um, another thing that she said, it's okay to let your spouse know that you still want them and that you need to find a different way to be physically intimate if you can't have sex. Mm-hmm. Right? Like sometimes the sexual intercourse definition of sex is not going to work. It's same when we talk about sex challenges. Absolutely. It's one of those things. What is that definition that we're going through right now? Because you may not have the ability to have intercourse every single time. And yet, hey, is heavy petting good? Is it that we both orgasm without penetration? Is oral okay? What does that look like? Mm -hmm. And with that, the spouse that is dealing with illness um, may need recovery time right? Mm-hmm. They may be able to have sex, but they may need a longer recovery time because it, it, they're in pain. It takes a toll. And it takes a toll. They still want to. It's not that they don't want to. It's just they need more time to recover. And that's, that goes into another part that the communication on both sides is so important because you both need to share how you're feeling and what you're going through and what's working and what's not working. Mm-hmm. And the only way you're going to know that, huh? crazy, I know, um, you're going to have to open your mouth and say it. Coffee breaks are great. And you know, for, she said, for the spouse that is unwell, you need to remember that your spouse does love you and does desire you no matter what your body looks like at the time. And this was really interesting because she said, we still managed to be sexually intimate when I was connected to a vac pump with a tube coming out of a womb, wound on my abdomen. So just st- like, st- I'm not saying that you're making excuses when you're sick, because when you are sick, you are sick. But what are you willing to try and figure out a solution to? so that you can try to have that physical, intimate closeness, right? This, this like I, when she put that in there, I'm like, you are a rock star. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they are like, if you saw their whole intimacy lifestyle, like complete intimacy lifestyle thing, you would know they're rock stars, but, but they found a way they kept trying until, until they figured it out for them. And that's, that's the key when it comes to sexual intimacy, when you're dealing with health. Take the time to figure out what can work for the two of you instead of just saying, I can't. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can't do what you did before, but what can you do now? And she had this point for um, the spouse that's in the caretaker role. 
She said, remember that your role isn't just to be their caregiver. Yes, you may have to physically do tasks for them, such as personal care and daily living, but you also need to counteract that with love, affection, desire, and intimacy. And I think that's, you know, I, I definitely like when Tony's parents um, were going through the lung cancer, definitely saw your mom move into that caregiver role. Oh, definitely. Uh, I mean, for sure. It's there. It's in front of you. But this was such a strong reminder that your spouse still needs you to be their spouse first. Right? I mean, we, we, that's where we all started, right? In that spouse space of, of love and affection and desire and intimacy. And just because we're dealing with a diagnosis, just because life didn't go the way we thought it would and there's health stuff that we have to deal with, doesn't mean that all of that has like been like, okay, you know what? Just stick that in a box and shove it in the back of the garage. Mm-hmm. No, those things still matter. And again, the two of you are on the same team. We talk about this, oh, like it could be a secondary hashtag for the one family. Mm. You're on the same team. We're on the same, I guess it would be we're on the same team. Um, or on the same team. Or on the same team. You, you guys figure out what that's going to be. But here's the thing. The illness, the diagnosis, the sickness, whatever you're dealing through, isn't just happening to one of you. It's not. So how do the two of you come together and still have, still have intimacy? You define it, right? This is not like, Tony and Lisa say, no, how did the two of you define it Mm -hmm. so that you're walking through this together and still having that closeness? Because I will tell you the person that is sick and the person that is well, time and time again through all the comments, still desire the other person. It it can't just dry up and not be talked about. It has to, it still has to be communicated about. It is still a part of your marriage. What does it look like now? Yeah. And if you'd like to join us in the position of the month club, join us. I'm telling you, it is the number one community for better sex and amazing couples. It, it really is. So you can learn more about it at positionofthemonthclub.com. You guys, as we close this episode, do know we love you. We, we love you so much. And wherever you are, you know, when it comes to illness, please reach out. We, we'd love to be able to pray for you and, and declare healing over you. And, and just know that there is a couple here in San Diego who's desiring your health as well. Because sometimes I think we can feel alone in those moments and not think that anybody cares. That there are people that care about you. Reach out to them. Let them know. Hey. This one's done. This series is done. It's in the books. And as we move into a new year, you need to join us next week as we start our new series, Dream Again. We are going to start looking at, we're not waiting for the new year to start. We're going to start it now because we are going to step into that new year with so much with so much energy and pizzazz and a focus that we are off and running on that first day. Love you guys. Have a fantastic week, and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.